Hello, and welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast dedicated to our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. There, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I am Chicky. I'm at the Chikrin on Twitter. Um, today we are covering um, Daenerys's fifth chapter in our continuing read of A Game of Thrones. And I am joined on the panel today by Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And Clotho. And we have our cast, guest, Katie. Cast, our guest, Katie. Hi, I'm Katie, and you can't find me. <laughs> okay, so let's just jump right into this. Um, I'm going to call it a hot mess of a chapter. It's not. A lot happens, but there are a lot of hot messes in it, literally. So um, we, we open up with Danny eating a horse heart that is still warm because they've honestly just butchered this horse in front of her, a stallion's heart, excuse me. Um, oh, this is one of my least favorite things. Like, that's where we start. Yeah, <laughs> this chapter. Oh, it's so um, detailed. The description, like why? Yeah, it's a little too detailed. What did George eat that put him in this frame of mind? Um, I, I was just about to say. I think there isn't there like a um. A, yeah, I have a Chinese friend, and she said they have like hearts in stew, but I can't remember what animal it was. So I don't know. Maybe. Was that yeah, like cooked in in a stew? I can't can't quite remember. Heart. I've definitely eaten um, cow heart, but this is just oh god, (sighs) hearts too. I don't know. This this is, but I mean, eating it like still warm raw. Like this is this is really. I mean, well, this is every experience that front of people. Yeah. We're all watching you. It's choking down something at like a friend's house or something, or you go to a dinner party. You don't want to be rude, you know? (laughs) Because the look will be on your face. I don't want this. I'm just eating this because y'all are here. Exactly. And being pregnant, like, I just don't buy it. It wouldn't happen. There's no way you could get through eating something disgusting if you were pregnant. Like, it's just so, like, ugh, no. I I, I refuse. I refuse to believe it. You're uh, already nauseous from, like, you know, even some, even if she had the best pregnancy in the world, there's things that set you off and smells. And no, it's no, mm. it's not realistic. And it's all muscle. So oh. it takes so long <laughs> for her to chew. <laughs> Especially if it hadn't been, you generally would braise a heart. I don't, I don't even. I mean, I guess unless you had that, like, was it people who have that, is it Pika or something? What is it called? Where people crave things? I mean, that's the only way I could see her wanting that. If she had like this weird pregnancy craving for like fresh blood or fresh meat or <laughs> Well, like, she said she like starves herself for like a day and a half uh, to make sure. Yeah, she, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I don't wish she does. No, but I don't know. Oh God. Anyway. <laughs> um, and of course, she's doing all this in front of the Dosh Colleen, who you know are are judging her and her ability to do this. And oh God, somehow she gets through it. And she, you know, part of the reason that she does is she very much understands the cultural significance of this and that it's, it's very important that she do this because they think that this will make sure that, that she's having a boy. Right. If I understood this correctly. Yeah. And if they're like, if she 
throws any of it up or anything like that. Like they're are they like placing omens on the child? Like they, I think it says like they're less favorable if she doesn't get through yeah. it. Um, like the child will be stillborn or something like that. Yeah, it makes me laugh at like it's like uh, they'll be like deformed or like or female or something <laughs> like they're like playing. it has like. Yeah, female in like as one of the like ailments this child. Right, <laughs> something terrible. That could happen. Yeah, <laughs> like stillborn, come forth weak, deformed, or female. Okay. <laughs> come on, George. <laughs> I mean, and of course the irony of this is she survives this, and then of course she she ends up with a stillborn baby who, according to Mary Mazdor, I think is deformed. So yeah, doesn't he have like scales and like there's yeah. some. A tail. Yeah. I mean, like half, basically half dragon. dragon yeah. What, what yeah. Was? Uh, yeah. That'll be a fun chapter. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny's 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 hardcore. She gets through this thing somehow. Um, yeah. and it changes me like how quickly she adapts to the culture. Like she's really, you know, really adaptable. Yeah, well, and she, I, here's the, you know, here's here's how you can very quickly tell that, you know, Daenerys is the real deal of the remaining Targaryens. She understands what's yeah. happening around her and how other people are reacting and what they think and, you know, what their beliefs are, whereas Viserys has no idea. Yeah. And so, of course, she understands the significance of this and she understands she needs to do this. I mean, I don't think she buys into any of this stuff about, oh, this will make sure that this is a boy or something like that. It's just clearly she understands the cultural significance of it and that she has to do this. And she does. Yeah. So anyway, it's finally over. <laughs> and everybody's happy and Drogo's really happy. And um, they the, the, the Dosh Kaleen, one of them gives her a prophecy that that her baby is going to be the stallion that mounts the world. Um, and they ask her what she wants to name it. She says Rago, which is like a combination of uh, Rhaegar and Drogo. Um, that was, an, that was an, a, an interesting, pretty triumphant moment that, you know, Danny doesn't get a lot of those in this book. So it's good that she gets that. Um, and then we move on to the cleansing ceremony, which I wanted to be cleansed too. Um, but <laughs> it ends with a weird, awkward sex scene in I front of my guest. I, I hate it. <laughs> but I'm just like, how pregnant is she? Because like, uh, what are what are the logistics of this? The way that it's described, I'm like, I don't even know that this is physically possible, but whatever. That. There's like no foreplay, nothing. It's just stress. Like, oh, come yeah, on. No, like, pretty, pretty terrible. <laughs> just right. Did I trigger warn this? No, I didn't. Oh, no. oh gosh, sorry. Good, good job, yeah. me. Way to go. Um, <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, but that's uh, mean, like, uh, <laughs> all, the, all the Dothraki just into voyeurism and exhibitionism, I guess. I guess so. I guess everybody's just watching. I mean, they've had sex before. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. Anyway, she survived that, too. She seems not as bothered by that. I suppose she's just, you know, immune to it at this point. Um, she, They go to the feast, and um, she finds Jorah at the feast, and Jorah's, like, talking to her, and she asks about Viserys, because she can't find him. And, um... Jorah tells her that Viserys is off drinking with some wine merchants from some caravan, like basically traders. 
and that he's trying to hire some of them, it sounds like. And of course, I think this was covered probably in the last chapter, but in Vase Dothrak, no one can carry, you know, wep- bladed weapons or anything. And um, Viserys is off trying to hire sellswords because he's still just, um, you know, obsessed with getting back the Seven Kingdoms. And that he wanted to steal Danny's dragon eggs and take them to pay for these, I don't know, sellswords, I guess, is the best way to put it. Which I had forgotten this little detail that he was trying to steal the eggs. What a fucking idiot. But what's he thinking? Surprise, though. I'm not surprised. Like he tr- he tried to rape it. Oh, sorry. Trigger what? We maybe can add on at the beginning. Um, oh, oh, I'm going to add in a trigger warning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but he did try to. You know, he, he was going to do that, wasn't he? Um, before her marriage. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah. No, it's it's pretty terrible. I mean, I just it's just. His like complete lack of understanding of how the world works. It's kind of like, how did he get this far? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he must have like, so, you know, to survive this long, but it's just like he has that, like, he's just, he's, he is mad, isn't he? He's completely, he's quite far gone. I think, especially in this chapter. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, so anyway, also Jorah tells Danny, um, she asks what this means, what the Dushkaleen told her about, about her baby being the stallion that mounts the world. And she learns that this is actually a longstanding prophecy <laughs> that basically her baby will conquer the world. And um, I don't know, make, make everyone uh, subject to the Dothraki, I guess is pretty much the, the gist of it. Um, and I don't know. It's funny. Cause it's like, she, she clearly, understands a lot of Dothraki, so I don't know if just nobody said that and they just kept saying the stallion amounts of the world. I'm not sure. She understands that they're all very excited about this prophecy though. So now she kind of understands it a little better. Um and then I don't know, this is so weird. Why does why does George even do this whole stallion that mounts the world mm. prophecy thing? Is it just about motivating Miriam as door? Because I mean like it all goes nowhere. Is it just to make you think that this is what her story is, that she's the mother of the yeah, the big conqueror. Really I'm not weird. really sure why it's here. And who would she really have wanted that? I mean, is she that? I know she wants, you know, Westeros, but like, would she really have wanted that? I mean, that's kind of a lot to take in. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. Um. So finally, Viserys like stumbles in. Oh God, to this feast and um. The first thing that he he is doing wrong, <laughs> there are many. Um, he comes in wearing a sword, which of course is is forbidden in Vase Dothrak, and um, people are already kind of yelling the minute that they see him that he has the sword on. And then he goes right up to like the high table, it sounds like, and is like demanding to sit with Drogo and the other calls. And Drogo just like makes fun of him and calls him a cart king, which I think is a joke that's kind of been ongoing because of mm. course to them, the biggest joke is that he doesn't ride his own horse. He has to ride in a cart. Um, and he seems to sense that he's being humiliated. And in fact, I think Drogo says some of this in, in Westeros so that he understands it. Um, yeah, he and- does. Um, <laughs> because there's a question here that kind of uh, relates to this a little bit. Oh, let's have um, it. So from Iron Man 22 on Reddit, 
Um, would Drogo ever have helped Viserys, or Danny for that matter, in their war against Westeros? Did Drogo only learn the common tongue so he could make sure Viserys understood him when he mocked him? Um, I don't think that's the only reason he learned the common tongue. I think some of that did have to do with Daenerys, but I like to believe, like, now that that's being presented, yes, it's the only reason why. That That is funny. It might be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably for Daenerys. He must be trying to make her happy. I don't know. And I I don't think he was ever going to help Viserys, really. It it just doesn't seem like it was like uh, like that was just never going to happen. Yeah, it's it's hard to know if he ever would have. I mean, probably. Well, this is you know, it's kind of. I understand that probably the Dothraki don't normally into enter into like written contractual agreements, but it's kind of funny that. Viserys didn't demand something like that before he agreed to trade Danny because in many ways it seems like Danny is his um I I I don't believe this but he views Danny as his only asset clearly yeah. and that he traded her away for just you know a verbal promise is a little weird but then I see a bit of a and just like okay well you've got a piece of paper uh, what <laughs> look I don't I don't know if that would really you know hold them oh, no, it, would, just it wouldn't have done anything but you'd think that Viserys would want to yeah, have some yeah. reassurance. I don't know. It's, I, yeah. it's interesting. I think if he'd have been a different person, <laughs> they might have, <laughs> you know, held to. But I think, like, there's just every, you know, because he is, he's, he, you know, he's weak, both mentally and physically. And they, you know, I just don't think they respect him from the yeah, off. Any, but I, was, yeah. I'm not understanding that. It's going to be on their time. That's the other big thing. He doesn't get like if they are going to help you, it's not going to be immediately or when you want it to happen. It'll be on their time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and you know, of course, you have to question how much Illyrio misrepresented or maybe <laughs> yeah. true. what would happen. Probably a lot. Uh, probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, this all goes on and uh, Viserys is kind of trying to find Danny and Drogo like is trying to send him away to the corner. And Jorah understands that Viserys is, you know, probably about to get himself killed because I think he pulls a sword. I think he pulls the sword on Drogo. Does he? I think so. Isn't it just um, having it out is like bad. Like you're not even supposed to have it out. Yeah. Even wearing it is bad. I think he pulls it out yeah. though. I think he like, yeah, he, he, it. he presses it to Danny's stomach. Um, well, that's later. I think he does. Oh, it is that later? Oh, just oh, right. Okay. Oh. I think Jorah, because Jorah comes and basically tackles him. It sounds like it's like you need oh, to stop. Wow. You're gonna. I think at one point Jorah says you're gonna get us all killed, and of course Viserys just goes ape shit that uh, Jorah is touching him. <laughs> yeah, it's like after the cart, the cart king, whatever they call him, like that's yeah. when he pulls it. Yeah. After they're making fun of him, yeah, I think he pulls his sword out oh, at Drogo just generally and. Jorah is trying to contain him and he gets mad at Jorah. And finally, um, I think Viserys just spots Danny. And so he, he goes over to Danny and, uh, he takes this sword. And as Katie said, he, he points it at Danny. I think he points it at her neck first and like sticks it into her neck. Doesn't actually pierce it, but touches her with it. And then just goes, down to her 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 
pregnant stomach with it. And it's interesting because as he's coming over, Danny is, is kind of trying to calm him. She's like, you can have the dragon eggs. I'll do, you know, she's trying to save his life. She understands that he's in great peril at this point. Yeah. Like she's pleading with him. Like, please don't do this. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then she kind of has this and it's, it's, it's a little bit kind of reminiscent of what happens in, in Tyrion's last chapter in storm where she, after he stops pointing at her neck and he starts pointing it at her stomach and he says something about, you know, if, if Drogo's not going to give me, or, you know, not going to help me conquer Westeros, I'm going to take you back and I'll cut, I'll cut this foal out of you. He can have it. I'll leave it here. And the minute that, that Viserys (laughs) points the sword at Danny's stomach, she stops thinking of him as, you know, somebody she's trying to save. And she starts thinking of him as the man who used to be her brother, I think is the way she's putting it. And she just kind of like, emotionally and mentally detaches it's like the minute that he threatens her baby she is done like it's like she finds you know having you know having 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 Viserys threaten her child gives her this strength that she's never been able to have for herself and it's kind of a pretty amazing moment where she's like okay we're done you know I can't yeah. it amazes <laughs> me the amount of chances uh-huh. she gives him yeah. it's like over and over again yeah yeah, it's well. It's up to that point. The minute he threatens her child, then it's different. It's like yeah, she can't she can't else. stick up for herself yeah. this way. But yeah, just sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but it's very like it fitting with her. You know, she is a mother. You know, mother of dragons, and then she's kind of mother to you know freed slaves. Like she is. That's very much a part of her identity, isn't it? Yeah, and well, yeah, and. Uh, so this this moment, um, speaking of of slaves, Doria is um, knows she's supposed to translate what Viserys said so that Drogo can hear it, and she's I think it's Doria. Who? Which one is it? I can't. I don't remember which one of her women it was, but there, you know, is terrified, and she's like, if I tell Drogo what he just said, you know, I'll be dragged behind a horse. You know, basically they'll kill me if I translate this. So Danny herself <laughs> translates for Drogo what Viserys says. So basically she makes the choice at this point. She could just not translate it and yeah. and perhaps continue to try to de-escalate this, but at this point she's clearly decided, no, I'm, you know, Viserys has to die. And so she translates this for Drogo and everything just kind of kicks into gear and um some of Drogo's blood riders blood riders come and seize um, Viserys and Drogo says something that Danny translates as that um, <laughs> Viserys is about to get a crown. I forget how he says it, but um, anyway, then they they go through the scene of um, some of the servants empty a pot of soup that was over a fire, and um, Drogo puts his gold belt into it and melts it down and. Um, when it is somewhat molten, which we can have a discussion about the possibility oh, no. of soup um, melting gold, but um, oh. then Drogo dumps it over uh, Viserys's head and kills him. And Danny's last thought is that Viserys couldn't have been a dragon because fire cannot kill a dragon. Um, this is so hard to read and and kind of go through because there are many layers of what's going on. I mean, as much as Viserys has literally asked for this ending um <laughs> you you can tell that he did not understand that this is how things would go it's, it's wild that he thought that he had any power in this situation even from the start you know that he had any leverage 
Yeah, it's like they were just tolerating him, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, and, you know, the way that Jorah had, you know, chapters ago jumped ship on Viserys, like, yeah. he, he started dedicating himself to Danny because it was very obvious who held the power in this yeah. situation. Um, I don't know. It's it's sad because you, you think about this, like, seven-year-old kid who's taken away from his home and doesn't, you know, loses everything and just keeps losing and losing. But on the other hand, I mean, Danny's had it even worse, yeah. and, you know, here she is. So, nice, yeah. I don't know. Does anybody have any sympathy for Viserys here? It's hard. A little bit. I mean, it just nope. like a human. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was never. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I, I have sympathy for, you know, the kind of child that he was, but not. Yeah, the kid. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's they just always play the Targaryens as like just that thing. Like they're just warped or something. You know, it's like it's hard to have. You know, it's hard to have sympathy when they're like they're totally playing like there's some of them are just bad seeds, you know, basically. Like, just yeah, playing, I know. mean, I, I don't know if Viserys. I don't know that he necessarily is meant to be read as mentally ill. I think to head. me, I always feel like he's just aping, you know, what he's seen Eris do. I feel like he's just copied. Like this sounds like the absolutely, you know, bananas way that Eris acted, which is, you know. I'm the dragon, you know, whatever I say goes. It's just that Eris had all this power up until Jamie killed him and Viserys yeah. has none. So it just looks utterly ridiculous coming from, from Viserys. And that's yeah. the thing, like how much of it is, is it learned or how much is it like he's trying to say, oh, some of them is a flip of the coin. You know, it's like, what? You know. See, I, yep. I would we actually say. have a question yeah. for this one. Oh, what is it, Devin? Um, so Cardinal Girl 75 on Discord, um, do you think Viserys is mad? If so, was it always his fate to go bad, as his father did, or was his madness result of what happened to him? Mm. Um, I would definitely, I would say he's mad, yeah. I just think the level of delusion that he's operating under makes me question his his sanity. I think that there's an interesting line as well where it says that he's like, He's laughing and he's crying at the same time when he's, you know, they have this confrontation. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of feel, I feel like that, that's what George was getting at. But that's that's and he true. won't hear reason. Yeah. yeah, he's he's living. He's on a different planet. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know that. I'm trying to think. Like, has I mean, I guess he's right. Some of them are being slightly more nuanced, but it seems like the ones that are like so over the top you know it's like and they go downhill pretty quickly whenever whatever snaps in them snaps <laughs> mm. yeah i don't know i don't know i to me i'm always just like is he is this just the result of the gobs and gobs of privilege that he was raised with where mm. you know the only people who could tell him anything were his father and possibly his mother and brother a little bit i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know How and all he's believed and been fed for years is this is my birthright. Like this is who I am supposed to be. Um, so yeah. 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 I mean, I guess probably like Joffrey is, was there ever potential, you know, I guess you could argue around and around. Is it ever potential for mm. him to have been anything other than, but he was raised by terrible parents, but it's like, a, yeah, it's maybe a mix. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask how, how old was Viserys when they were taken, taken away? 
He was seven, I think, when when they were. I think uh, that's very, very young. And what did he see? Like, did he see all the mess, or did he didn't? He was gone by the time they all that stuff happened. I mean, he they he's uh, sent um, oh, Rayella and and Viserys to Dragonstone okay. before I think, or right around when Rhaegar takes off to go to the Trident. Okay, so it's so it's way right. before any violence happens okay. in in King's Landing. And then he spends a couple of years on Dragonstone, where Danny is born, obviously, and his mother dies. And then um, Stannis takes Dragonstone, and they kind of sneak away just as just as Stannis is about to take it. So he kind of, you know, he's definitely lived with the threat of violence. I don't know that he ever actually, you know, endured any other than the fact that he's told Danny that there have been assassins who've been after them, but she's never actually seen the evidence of them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do we have do we have any other questions? Uh, yes, we do. Um, so, Danny Buck on Discord. Um, what do you make of uh, Danny's calmness? Is she getting used to or being seduced by her messianic uh, role? Um, I think what you're seeing here is Danny understanding how power works, and this is just kind of, I think, the juxtaposition between. Viserys and Danny here is is very intentional on George's part. He wants you to say, "Look, Danny is very aware of how all of this works, and Danny very much is aware of the symbolism of her mm-hmm. eating the heart and playing the role, and she understands how much that plays into what power is and the power structures of the world that she lives in." She seems to just instinctively understand all these things, even from the beginning of her chapter. She's understood it. So, I mean, I I don't know that I don't know. It's so funny because I don't you get the feeling when she's eating the heart that she's not necessarily buying into the underlying concepts of the prophecy. But uh, but maybe that is the beginning of what's happening here. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Anybody else have thoughts? Do you think she's do you think she's is she drinking the Kool-Aid at this point? Is she starting to drink the Kool-Aid? Um, in in terms of her calmness towards what Viserys is is doing, or what, what do they mean? Um, I think all of it. Um, I think he means like yeah, like the like the savior savior syndrome that she. Well, I imagine that she's coming from a position where she's always been didn't have any power, and now that she does, I mean, there's something that's appealing. I mean, I'm sure that something in her, I don't know. There's a maybe sort of like just being respected for once, like sort of mm. helps her to show respect. I don't know. You know, it's, it's gotta be a, a whole new experience, you know, to come from such. And then now the Viserys is gone. Oh my God. Like that's gotta be it. He's a dark cloud over her. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say this. You do see that she buys into the idea of Rego of her child, yeah. the fetus yeah. being, Possibly, you know, I guess messianic is one way to look at it. I mean, you could also go the Antichrist route with it. But, um, you know, yeah, I, 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 maybe she is. Maybe this is the root of her beginning to 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 buy into herself as savior. And then, like, it's I mean, it's possible. like, who could, I mean, what person, as much as grief is, I'm not a Danny fan, but what person could have eggs, that whole experience of fire and eggs turning into dragons, like, I don't know that anybody could have that happen to them and not have it go to their head or not. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be able yeah, to tell absolutely. me shit about anything <laughs> ever again. 
yeah. when she's um uh marrying carl drogo doesn't she like have it going through her head like you know that she's the dragon isn't it even then she's kind of using this kind of you know uh using it to comfort her this kind of almost like mythological status that she's kind of created and that's kind of an yeah an that's an a good point she definitely uses things. use that as comfort yeah yeah, um, yeah. I, I am the blood of the dragon but i think at a certain point it switches from com- more so comfort to like, yeah so she yeah. does begin drinking the kool-aid like no this is who i am this is my destiny more so yeah. than something for her to hold on to to feel safe in moments mm-hmm any other questions, Devin? So yeah, that's that's all the questions about the chapter. There is one more. Um, <clears throat> so from Clarence underscore Unicorn on Reddit. Um, look, this uh, has really nothing to do with a song of ice and fire. But are you guys all right? Are you coping? Um, as someone in a country that is doing pretty well controlling this, I'm terrified for you. Please be okay. Or if not, please post uh, or, or if not, post a GoFundMe link. I'm living somewhere that has largely stopped community transmission and I'm still a terrified and b walking past lines at food banks on my way to my thankfully still existing job. Um, you guys have been a bright spot in all of this and I worry about, uh, worry both about your safety and your well-being more broadly. Um, because you were like, great. And also, um, listening to your voices every week makes me feel like you're my friends. I know I'm not your friend. Yes, you are. I'm a random person on the <laughs> internet, <laughs> but I worry about you. I hope you're okay. Um, and this is from Kama. Um, I'm doing okay. I have a job that is stable, knock on wood, and I get to work from home. I live in a state um, and a region where they are taking COVID-19 seriously. I get a little lonely, and I do miss seeing friends and family the way I used to, but I'm good. Um, thank you so much for that, Clarence Unicorn. Um, I can say for myself, I am all right. Um uh, I'm back at work. Uh, we have been since like May, um, but under mass face shield the whole time. But yes, I am okay. And thank you. That's good. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for that. That's very appreciated. Katie's Katie, who I assume from her accent is not in the U.S., is probably like, oh no, how do I answer this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Although we're all wow. dealing with COVID. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume this episode is going to come out after the election, so this is going to be really funny then. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> I'm okay. You know, we're surviving over here. It's rough. <laughs> it's, it's not the funnest time. I mean, nobody in the world's having a good time right now, so it's, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Clotho, how are you doing? We're doing good. We're, doing, we're 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 isolating, so we're you know, like we're we're lucky to be able to do that. And I feel for people who can't, and that's what, you know, that's I think what caused most anxiety and upset upsets me the most is that if it had been handled better, then then other people would have been able to also protect themselves better, and that sucks. So yeah, we're I'm, I'm putting a lot on this election. I'm probably too hopeful about it, but I'm I'm hoping there'll be some. Yeah, I'm hoping Biden gets it, and I'm hoping we'll be done with this nightmare. Um, part of it, you know, I know we'll have lingering effects, but I hope that we'll be moving on. At least we'll be past that. <laughs> yeah, part yeah, of that. It. <laughs> oh, hopefully. I think we're. I think we're all hoping that that we may get hope with COVID nineteen and everything yes. else if yeah. if the election goes well. Yeah. Um, it's hard to have a lot of hope just because things are rough. But yeah, yeah. Thank you for I that, just- though. 
Katie, how are you doing? Uh, um, I'm good. Yeah, I was just I'm very invested in U.S. politics. And I just I don't know. I feel like it's it is quite difficult to make to, you know, be hopeful when every it just the shit has just hit the fan. So especially over because I'm from the UK, you know, um, we had our conservative party win a landslide in December. Um, and it's just been <laughs> just downhill from there, really. So it's a bit like, oh. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm working. Been working uh, since September. Um, I'm just trying to like, yeah, just trying to get through it and not, I guess, not think about it too much. I mean, think about it. Still be mindful of it, and you know, we're wearing visors. But yeah, I just get send me. I'm medically vulnerable as well, so it would, yeah, I've got to just try and focus on other oh, things. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I feel like UK, like I follow a lot of UK Twitter and political stuff, and it's like this bizarre mirror of ours. Like, it is, oh god, yeah. it's like everything people say. I'm like, yeah, you could apply that to us. It's just, oh, it feels kind of like the whole English speaking world just decided <laughs> just to lose the t- their minds. <laughs> yes, for a few yeah. years here. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Man. <sighs> it's crazy yeah populism is it's just been <laughs> yeah it's really swept for it yeah it's yeah we have we've got our, yeah our own trump <laughs> yeah so, uh, but, i mean it's, it's nice to i mean thanks for writing that and like we hope that you that you know that that uh was it clarence unicorn was that clearance clarence unicorn yeah, yeah we hope yes. you stay safe and as well and, oh my gosh yeah i'm glad if some little i mean we find enjoyment out of this so it's nice to hear if anybody gets enjoyment out of our podcast too so well and it's been nice online communities yeah. um so, so much hasn't changed in online communities which has made them feel a little safer even than than always yeah. before so i'm grateful to have already been part of a fandom yeah. going into this because it kind of did make the isolation which for you know I'm a little bit of an extrovert and it's kind of made me squirrely not being able to see people like I normally would. And it's been nice to at least have fandom to kind of interact and talk about, you know, other non um, existential threats and things like that. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A song about some fire is a massive like escape escapism for me it I is. Think. but it's really, yeah, it's really got me through some tough times. <laughs> Um, and that is all of the mail. All right. Well, that was really moving. Thank you, Clarence Unicorn. I mean, this is, you know, this is how we survive this is we just kind of reach out and check in with each other once in a while. That's just um, a really good example of how to be a, a good a good human right there. Um, if you, too, <laughs> would like to move us or um, yell at us or whatever you want to do, you can email us at um, close the door and at gmail.com. Um, you can also send us messages um, without having a Tumblr account on our Tumblr, which is close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Um, you can also drop us uh, notes or questions on the subreddit, which is um, reddit.com slash r slash Jamie Brienne. And um, as always, we love our Patreon donors who help us pay our hosting fees and keep this whole thing running. Um, and you can find us there at patreon.com slash close the door. I think, why, why don't I look these up? I don't know. Um, and as always, you can always tweet us um, at at door podcast on Twitter. Actually, I say us, but it's it's Guile. Guile, <laughs> Guile runs our Twitter account. Um, panel, thank you for 
Thank you for podcasting today. I very much appreciate it. Katie, it was nice to have a guest. We haven't had one for so long because of the weird way that we're recording. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. (laughs) All right. Clotho and Devin, let's just all hang in there and let's let's hope that we're not like <laughs> slamming our palms against our heads when we hear this this episode after <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, All right, we're a bunch of sweet summer children, so I'm gonna close the door. <laughs> Get out. <laughs>